Well, following VBS, uh, Pastor Andy actually volunteered, and now he regrets it, but he volunteered to give the message based on, uh, based on God's Word and also based on how God's been speaking to the kids this past week at VBS. And so, um, so let us all um, be gracious to Pastor Andy as he delivers uh, a message from Psalm 34 and also tells a little bit more about um, God's sightings and different parts of VBS will be worked into it as well. So, Pastor Andy, come on up here and I'll offer a prayer, uh, a prayer for illumination and a prayer um, that he stays calm and reads my slow sign up there. <laughs> uh, let's pray. Gracious God, we are thankful for the gift of your life, for the gift of your speech to us. You are a God that does not leave us in the dark, but you speak to us your word in ways that we can understand, and so we are thankful. We pray, Lord, that you would speak now through Andy, speak through Psalm 34 and King David's words. We pray, Lord, that you would give us hearts to understand and give us wills to act upon what we hear so that we might follow Jesus loving others, and loving you with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. For all this in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I have two little projects, guys. One thing, I'm used to talking to 12-year-olds, and they just laugh at me when I make mistakes, and they make silly faces, and they interrupt me. And I'm not used to just being talking and not being interrupted. So, if I'm going too fast, because I always talk fast, maybe it'll help if I turn it on. Maybe, maybe. Oh, yeah, there we go. Sorry. I'm also not used to microphones when there's seven of them. <laughs> but yeah, just if I'm talking too fast, guys, tell me. Because I talk fast all the time, especially when I'm in front of a bunch of people. But the other day, I realized I've been at this church for almost a year, which is pretty surprising because it doesn't feel like that at all. But I also realized that many of you don't actually know what I do. I figured today was as good a day as any to tell you. So I've spent the majority of this past year really focusing on the teenagers and working to improve the student ministry so that we can grow it. I reworked that entire program and so far things are going really well. I'm working on growing a social media presence, which reminds me, if you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. That's where I post most of my updates. Um, What's Instagram? <laughs> Instagram is kind of like Facebook, but it's just pictures. Uh, yeah, so previously the youth group was called FISH, which stood for Faithful Youth Serving Him, something along those lines. I changed it to Vessel Student Ministry. There's a lot of reasons behind that change, but the major one is saying youth group makes it a separate part from the church versus calling it a student ministry makes it a ministry under the church. Um, so it helps us to better connect the two, leading towards better intergenerational worship and leading and learning, and I look forward to connecting that better as time continues to go on. Uh, we have started to use a new curriculum that I pull from now, so everything is planned a year in advance. I've never been so planned in my life. It's great. Uh, so that way I can work and see what best fits our group and plan out long-term what they're going to learn from me before they graduate. We have a couple of freshmen. I have planned out what they're going to hear for the next four years. I also spend a lot of time with the daycare kids. I've gotten to know all of the kids and all of the staff, which helped enormously during VBS this year. A lot of the staff helped me get some of my decorations ready when the kids were taking their naps. Uh, and getting to know the staff also helps them to encourage the families to attend VBS and other church functions because they get more familiar with who I am 
and how I work. They see the excitement for what's coming. We had over a dozen kids that came to VBS who were connected to us through the daycare. So getting to know the families is important because the child care is a ministry of Heartland to the community. And as I get to know the families, they all recognize who I am. Their kids go home and talk about all the fun they had with me when I hang out with them. And it all brings that connection together, which is so important in ministry. So they all know who I am. Half of them know who Brandon is. So. Um, looking ahead, I'm really excited to continue to grow the student ministry. I have a lot of plans on how to do that, and I can't wait to see how the things turn out. And also, we're going to rework how the Children in Worship program runs. Now that VBS is over, I'm going to be able to focus on that more. I've been a little preoccupied the last couple months. Um, but I've been looking at different curriculums to see what is available, and I'm excited to see how we can grow the children's ministry in Heartland so that we can reach families better. As I figure out more what that's going to look like, I'll have like meetings for volunteers and I'll have info for parents and all that. And it's really good. We're gonna have a kickoff in September and I'm really excited to see how that goes. Each day during VBS, one thing we talked about during the opening session was God sightings. Those are ways you see God in action. We talked about God sightings you hear. The example I used was my pet birds talking to the wild birds every morning. I wake up in the morning, and I'm not a morning person. It's hard for me to be in the building before 10. It's pretty rough. Uh, so every morning I wake up, and I hear my birds talking to the wild birds. And it puts me in a good mood, because I love my animals. So for me, every morning, that is my God sighting. God wakes me up with my birds. I don't even have to set an alarm most days, because they're pretty loud. But um, so that is how I hear God. We also talked about God sightings that you can touch, so things like nature hugging someone you love, holding a hot cup of coffee, freshly plowed soil, whatever that may be for you. What are ways you got, see God in action through things that you can touch? Working with kids, it is easy to see God in them all, all the time. They can be little tears. Any of you who has ever spent more than three minutes with any kid knows that, but they can also be the most genuine, pure, kind, and loving person you will ever meet. There's a reason I went to children's and youth ministry, not adult ministry, because they're a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> kids are a constant God sighting for me. I love coming into work in the morning and all the daycare kids come running to the door to tell me hi, give me a hug, and ask me what is in my hands. Usually it's either coffee or yogurt. Uh, but what better way is there to start your day? And of course, God has been in action for a long time. And listen to what King David says in his God sighting of Psalm 34, verses 1 through 8. I will always praise the Lord with all my heart. I will praise the Lord. Let all who are helpless listen and be glad. Honor the Lord with me. Celebrate his great name. I asked the Lord for help, and he saved me from my fears. Keep your eyes on the Lord. You will shine like the sun, and never blush with shame. I was a nobody, but I prayed, and the Lord saved me from all my troubles. If you honor the Lord, his angel will protect you. Discover for yourself that the Lord is kind. Come to him for protection, and you will be glad. I love the Psalms because they are so greatly written, and David wrote this, and it is about honoring God. One way you honor something is by appreciating its goodness. This Psalm is about God's goodness, which is what we have been talking about all week at VBS, and what we are now talking about today. This week was African-themed, so we acted as though we were in Africa. More specifically, though, we were in an animal sanctuary, a refuge. In an animal sanctuary, the animals are safe, they have park rangers patrolling, making sure everything is going smooth, and there's nobody trying to harm the animals. The animals are free to live their lives in safety from humans and the dangers that are outside of the preserve. 
Another translation of the psalm I read earlier says, blessed are those who take refuge in him. Just like the animals in the preserve are safe, we can be safe when we take refuge in God. So often we get caught up on the fact that Jesus died because we sinned and we get so worried about making sure we do everything right, that we forget to focus on the most important part, and that is that Jesus died because he wanted to have a relationship with us. He didn't die because we sinned, he died so we could be with him, and there's a huge difference between those two things. One focuses on everything that we as humans do wrong. We are people, we make mistakes, we screw up, we do dumb things, it's going to happen. Focusing on that isn't going to help anything. The other way of looking at that focuses on everything that God did right. That is how God wants us to be. He knows we are going to mess up, and he wants us to take refuge in him. Our Bible bunny, Mac the Rhino, is safe from poachers in the animal preserve, just like we are safe from ourselves when we take refuge in God. Sometimes life is unfair. For the kids, we use the example of a friend moved really close to Disney World and gets to go there whenever they want. But we live in Indiana, where there is no Disney World. For you, it's something different, but it happens. Sometimes life is scary. We get scared about medical concerns, you may be scared of the choices your kids are making. My mom is always freaking out about my decisions, even today. Life is scary, but God is still good. Sometimes life is sad, and we all know what that is like, and it looks different to each of us. Sometimes there are changes in our lives, new jobs, new homes, new schools. Sometimes that is exciting. Other times it is changes we don't want to happen, but God is still good. As I was writing this, I was really starting to annoy myself, talking so much about goodness when kids are starving and being separated from their families all across the world. Where's the goodness in that? Friday night, as we were cleaning up the church after VBS, my grandma's house was on fire. She made it out all right, but the entire first floor is destroyed, and she lost everything. Where is the good in that situation? I spent all week talking about goodness when my brother is at a camp for children who had cancer and the waiting list is so long that only half the kids who sign up actually get to go, because oh, that many kids have been sick. Again, where is the goodness in that? Before coming here, I worked at a residential center for teens. I had guys as young as 13 years old going through a drug rehab program. While some get out and they live their lives successfully and they get back into the regular world, others get out, immediately go back to drugs, and end up overdosing. Some of my kids have made it and some haven't. This week, I saw two alerts for missing teens that I knew and worked with. Great kids who just got into more than they can handle, and they still have no idea where one of them is. All they know is that she's in danger. Where's the goodness in that? I could go on and on, but I'm not going to because that's completely pointless, and it's early in the morning, so we don't want to focus on all that sadness. We will always be able to find situations where there is no good because we live in a broken world. King David lived in a broken world, too. He dealt with brokenness when people constantly wanted to take him out and kill him, but he discovered that God is good in his own troubles. Verse 6 says, I was a nobody, but he loved, but the Lord looked, but I prayed and the Lord saved me from my troubles. Sorry, I can't read my own handwriting. Uh, earlier I talked about the different ways of looking at Jesus' death. One being focusing on the sin and everything we do wrong, the other being focusing on the love of Christ. That is like the goodness of God. We can focus on all the bad in the situations, or we can focus on the love and his goodness over the situation in us. And we can be that goodness. You can be the God sightings to others. 
I wasn't planning on trying to say anything today that is going to totally impact your life or amaze you. I also knew this was going to be very short because I'm used to talking to teenagers with an attention span of seven minutes. I wrote this very similarly to how I'd write a student ministry lesson, only I didn't add a bunch of discussion questions because I didn't think you guys would appreciate that all that much. Uh, my only goal out of this was to remind you to rest in the goodness of God. I always end my lessons with something for the teens to think about as they go out this week. I loved how much the VBS curriculum we used this year put an emphasis on God sightings. This week, I want you to pay attention to the God sightings in your life. What are the ways you guys see God in action this week? How do you see God in action when life is unfair, when life is scary, when life is changing, when it's sad, or when life is good? What are the ways you see God in action this week? Just look for that and see what it is that you can find. Let me offer a prayer. Lord, help us see your goodness in all the various circumstances of our life. We pray, Lord, for those who are struggling, those who have lost loved ones, those who have lost relationships, those whose friendships have been lost, those who struggle with the, all the problems of the world. Lord, we just pray that you would help us. Give us eyes, the eyes of faith, to see your goodness in the midst of it. Help us to see what Paul saw when he said that whoever loves God, that God will bring good out of all circumstances for those who love God. And so we pray, Lord, that, that Andy's words and the words of Psalm 34 would settle in our hearts and rest in our minds, that we might rest in your goodness no matter what life is dealing us right now. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.